welcome to the Hometown Headlines podcast. This is our first long-form podcast. We thank you for joining us. And remember, we do podcasts each weekday morning at hometownheadlines.com. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to begin our long-form podcast with a topic that's been probably the top one of the year here in northwest Georgia, definitely in the city of Rome, and that is parking in downtown Rome. We are joined today in the studio at Brand Red in downtown Rome by two of the most passionate people I know when it comes to parking and in along Broad Street. There are also two downtown business leaders. We are joined today by Jay Shell and Harry Brock. I want to thank both you guys for being here today. Rather than have me stumble through, you know, your name, rank, serial number, uh, let me ask you guys to go ahead and give us a little background about yourselves. We'll go in alphabetical order first. Mr. Harry Brock. Well, uh, I've been on Broad Street just over 20 years, uh, moved my office down there in 98 and physically moved my residence down there in uh, about a month ago. So I've been working on it about 10 months, finally finished up. So uh, downtown dweller. Downtown dweller. By the way, I got to compliment you on your backyard too, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. That was an excellent, whoever did that, that was, who was that did that for you? Was it Chip? Uh, Chip, yeah, Chip did that work. Uh, Forever Green, nice yeah, job by those yeah, guys. Yeah, he did a, a great job. We're uh, turned out great. I may steal you. I may steal your idea there. Another downtown business leader who's been downtown. Jay, about ten years, right? Ten years, yes. May first was uh, our ten year anniversary of being downtown. You opened up three thirty three first. That of course three thirty three Broad Street. Yep. And now you're back home with uh, Rome City Brewing Company. Yep. It's been a, it's been a good 10 years. No, you guys have been all, all over uh, the place. And both and both you guys have been very active in what's going on with downtown for years. I mean, DDA memberships, other things out there. In all y'all's vast knowledge, and we can take us in any order out there, have you ever seen any issue like this in downtown Rome in your 20 years or 10 years or your combined whatever? I I can say I've never seen, you know, you always have, especially in the world of social media, there's there's drama stuff that pops up and complainers and people that don't want to do anything. But this is by far the most serious blowback that I've ever witnessed. And it wasn't just your typical negative Nancy Facebookers that's out there just want to make a comment and be funny. You know, every, every thread, somebody mentions tennis court stuff in, that kind of thing. <laughs> I just – I. I, I you blow, don't want to put tennis courts downtown? No, I mean, I, I blow that stuff <laughs> off. I mean, I'm so tired of seeing it, and it's just to the point. Some, those people are just making themselves look goofy just because any topic they do that. This was way different. I mean, this was something that, um, I mean, there were real people that I see every day out there posting things, um, phone calls, emails, text messages. I mean, I was bombarded um, you know, as a school board member and as a DDA member. I mean, that the even up to today, it's slowing down some now, but th- those are a few weeks that – I've never, you know, we went through the RICO. We went through a lot of stuff with school board, you know, when I first got on the board. Um, and I, I felt nothing like I felt as a school board member, a DDA member, those few weeks of people calling out saying, hey, what is this? What's going on? And um, it was, it's, it's been pretty intense. You've been a member now of the Downtown Development Authority for how many years? I mean, I know at least. I rolled off December, was it eight years, I think? I think this will be my eighth year, I think. You're counting them days now? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, I, you know, and that's the thing, too, is I, I have to admit that, as a school board member, you know, that's my number one priority. And um, there's a lot of times that I have to miss a meeting. So especially over the last year, you know, graduation times, everything's going on. So I will admit that over the last year I've been, you know, very disengaged, way more disengaged than I, I, mean, I should have been in this process. So I, I, that's that's my fault, you know, that it, it's not laziness. It's just that I've always felt that I was appointed to serve DDA. I was elected to serve, you know, the kids of the community. So that's my number one and first priority. So I've had to miss meetings and, and, and not been involved as much as I 
you know, as I wish I could have been. Well, I'll be a nice guy. You are a friend of mine. I'll tell you this. If you're neglecting DDA in the last year, the amount of time you put in on this product alone, you've overcompensated yourself. So don't, don't, don't uh, believe me. You've, you've been doing your job. Harry, again, longtime downtown person. You've seen all the social media. I know you're not a big fan of it, but I mean, you've seen all the feedback. You've talked to a tremendous number of people. What about you? Anything like this before? Not really. I, th- I think the social media has been a part of it. Um, but when you're at a fast food restaurant in, in West Rome and there's a table of about six guys having a conversation about downtown parking and, and issues like that, you know, that, that was when it really hit home with me. I, I'm like, you know, this is not just a social media issue. It's not just a downtown, you know, for us being downtown uh, issue. This is all over This is all over the community. You know, people are talking about it. It's just not the kind of thing that, that we need to be dealing with. I mean, it's just not the... Uh, not the positive aspect of downtown that we should be, you know, having to face. No, I agree. And we, you know, talk about getting, you know, bombarded by, you know, restaurants and that kind of stuff. For me, I guess that's part of the everyday job. But still, when I went to church, right, the yeah. first comment you like you hear when you start hearing people in church talk about parking because in church is downtown, it, it's a weird thing. Well, the big thing coming up, and we're kind of tying this uh, podcast to this, is Monday night the Rome City Commission is scheduled to hold the second final reading of uh, Craig McDaniel's motion to expand free parking to three hours and to curb the enforcement period back to eight to six, which is what it was before. Uh, first question here, and I uh, think we'll go, to, we'll go to Harry this time. Do you think the commission will vote on it or will they table it? I think they'll probably vote on it. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I, I said this before. I'm not going to say anything about what uh, my preference is. You know, there's so many things that are thrown out there. Um, we had a parking plan that was in place since 1998. Uh, downtown has been extremely successful, uh, seemed to be headed in the right direction. Um, it, it seems that no matter what you say now, it it seems that, uh, for whatever reason, it, it, whether it's a a petition or or whatever, it's something that, that someone might want to use against you. You know, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I mentioned this before, I'm not voting on anything that's going to move this process to the next phase. They have a phased process that ultimately ultimately includes uh, paid parking downtown, kiosk or meters, whatever you want to call them. And I'm not in favor of anything that could potentially move the chains. We're going to come back to that meter thing in a little bit. Jay, how about you? You think they're going to vote on it Monday or table it? Uh, I think they'll vote on it. I think um, I do feel like the commissioners that that night they they they've definitely been contacted. Um, you know, I, I I reached out to all of them. You know, or most of them a year ago. You know, this stuff was going on, and um, I think that they all definitely heard. You know, there was a good force of people that showed up that day, and I will tell you that it is a lot of it is our downtown merchants' fault. I mean, there was this talk was going on last year. And, you know, and I was, I was talking to Jeremy Duke at Mellow, and he said, yeah, I remember that stuff going on, Jays, and, I, and I, 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 I hate that I didn't get engaged in it then and do stuff. He said, I don't know that I just wasn't paying attention. I mean, because we are all busy, and, you know, the meetings were happening at nighttime, and we've got, all, God, you know, we got kids and that's involved in things. And um, there were very few people that showed up to a lot of those things. But when it finally happened, I think people really saw the reality that, hey, this really is going on, and this really is going to affect us because I can tell you just – the negative side of things, um, I mean, started with the smoking stuff, with smoking ban. I don't think that smoking ban was a bad thing. I mean, I, I hate smoking with a passion, but I went and spoke against it because um, 
you know, we already have a plan in place, again, that basically says you cannot smoke on Broad Street, so why, why change anything? Um, the breeze, breathe these, I mean, they had great intentions, and I completely understand it 100%, um, but they didn't really change anything that wasn't already in place. They got a good headline, and that was wonderful, um, and I'm glad they worked with us and compromised on moving some stuff around. But that was the kind of start of a lot of the negativity of people, you know, bashing downtown Rome, being upset. It was like regulation kind of after regulation is what I spoke on that day at the city commission meeting. And then when this parking thing happened, it was almost like a light bulb went off, a, you know, a bomb went off, something overnight when people went, hey, whoa, wait a minute. And there were, A lot of people was not even informed about the two hours all day thing. Um, they thought that was a change. And I've been, I'm out there going, hey, no, this has been in place for, I know, 10 years since I've been here. I, I said, so, said 98. Yes, yeah, so, so 1998, that had been in place for a long time. But um, a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of time we're all guilty of, we assume that, you know, well, Harry's down there fighting the fight. I don't have to go. Uh, you yeah, know, good point. Yeah. And so I think that was some of it, too, that they all assumed, hey, well, they're down there doing it. You know, they're doing a good enough job. I don't have to get involved in this. But the outcry got to be pretty enormous. And I think we've got great city commissioners. I, you know, I said that from day one. We've got great people, you know, the DDA. I mean, Becky does a great job. It's nothing personal with any of them. And um, I think the city commission definitely heard us. I think they definitely took stuff into account. And I think they'll definitely vote. On, you know, I don't think it will be tabled on Monday. Uh, there is a petition going around downtown Rome right now, and I don't know if you want to get into that now or what we're doing, but they may, they may, they may ask them to you know kind of change it. Personally, I would like to see them vote it, be As done with is it, the current, make the it a policy yeah. with the understanding that hey, this 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 can be a working document of making changes as as we see fit, kind of stuff. And so I do hope that they will go ahead and vote this, what they've got on the table right now. Then if we want to make some changes, because in the meantime we can be gathering data on the three hour deal. That's the one thing about the new car that's out there is that's the, the license plate reader. Yes, yeah. the technology, the LPR thing, the technology for it is through the roof. Um, compared to what we were dealing with. So I think this is a good opportunity to do eight to six, um, the three hours, gather the data, you know, the data data. I'm, I'm, what is that word, by the way? <laughs> Whatever you want. That's, that's, that's my scenario. I always say that. A lot of times I say data data because I, I don't know. But um, so gather that, you know, that data through the summertime, and then it's going to tell us what we need. And I firmly believe that it's going to tell us that we do not need no paid parking on Broad Street. And so well, that's um, the other issue still out there. People don't realize that, that. And Harry, you pointed it out too. That's still alive out there. Question for you. Same question. Part two of it. Um, how will they vote Monday night? They're gonna. They're gonna vote to basically put this second reading. Yes, we're in favor of. Or do you think the commission may swing and go right? It was a five to two vote with two absent for the first reading. But again, that's Craig's. You know, three hours and uh, the enforcement cut back with two hours. Now here it is. Second reading coming up here. There'll probably be at least eight, if not nine, city commissioners there. Will the board vote in a majority, or will they table? Will not table it. Will they vote it down? Which effectively would table it. But yeah, uh, will, a pa- will a pass through? Do you think? It's my understanding that if 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 they don't vote this through and table it, then it automatically goes back by law to the eight to eight, um, no free parking decks. You know, so and, no and, vote and what kicks it, was it back to. Okay, and I think that will be um, very bad for downtown Rome. If that happens, I think the blowback, if, if everybody thinks the May blowback was pretty big, I think this will be tremendous. And I know I think there's a lot of people that are contacting with the commissioners, and I think they're listening you know, to everybody. Um, so I'll be I'll be surprised if they don't do anything. But I'll be honest with you. I was surprised that they did what they did at the last meeting. I, mean, oh, yeah, I went and spoke against it, and I, and I was hoping that they would you know, take in consideration and then do something different. But I, when I left that night, you know, I went, wow, you know, this is – 
this is what happens when you do show up. No one and, saw that coming. And, and be, you know, be vocal. And no be one saw respectful that about it. Like everybody was, everybody that spoke was very, they did a great job. And, um, and they, and they listened to us. So I was very, I was very impressed that, you know, that's, that's the way things should work. And, um, they did it. And I, and I, I, <laughs> I'm a little skeptical, you know. I'm, I, I worry about it a little bit, but I do think that I almost, I almost said the word with my whole heart that they're that they're going to do what everybody I think you know that I've talked to on Broad Street wants to do, and it's keep it like it is the eight to six, three hours. You know, give us a chance to get that data, then we'll go from there and, and figure it out from there. Harry, how about you? They're going to vote for, against, but effectively table it. At this point, I, I would just assume them vote for it and move on, and less. Let's stop talking about it. Uh, let's run the LPR. Let's see what's going on. Um, I, I think this thing got shoved through about a year ago, and I think commissioners, you know, without getting a whole lot of information, um, it came through a committee. It came up to them. They thought that was, you know, it just boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, um, this thing is passed, and everybody's like, what What just happened? You know, and then all of a sudden, people started paying attention, Um you know, I think it's a shame it, it, it got to that point. But, you know, um, supposedly a lot of information was gathered and a lot of people were talked to and everybody was, you know, discussed it with everybody. But it's interesting to me how um, how many people knew when there were changes, how well it was marketed, how well it was put out. Um, yet when we had a meeting May 13th with – and you may not even know about this. There was a meeting May 13th. Another secret parking meeting? No, this was this was um, the kiosk, the provider of the kiosk, the provider oh, yeah, of the technology, this. the provider of the LPR. Um, I went to the forum at 530 on May 13th, and uh, there was a room set up with a projector and seats and representatives from DDA and three representatives from those companies, and I was the only one there. Because no one was told about it. I don't know how you heard about it. Every, everybody, and I, I have no idea. That's, that's what, I'd put stuff in my phone. When I when I hear, when somebody says, we've got this, I just put it in the phone when it pops up, you know. Um, so everybody I asked, they said, I said, why weren't you at the meeting? Well, I, I didn't, ha- I don't know about it. How did you, I said, I don't know. It was in my phone, so I just went. So, I haven't talked to anybody that knew that meeting was going on. Well, that's one meeting example there. Of course, I got yelled at. We got my little thing last week about the secret uh, parking meeting. And you guys were invited as stakeholders. And there were, you know, three, four, five, six, seven of you guys in this meeting. And yet you had city commissioners who were like, what are you talking about? What parking meeting? And how hot this thing has been, how volatile. And they're upset. Of course, city commission comes in. Then it becomes an open meeting, which, you know, for me is fine. But it's still... Um, again, a lot of, you know, a lot, like you said, a lot of things happening on the sidelines here, maybe not publicized. I understand fact gathering and all, but still it, you know, it kind of, when the situation is bad, you don't, ex- you don't expand on that badness, so to speak, or create more doubt or more people trust the heck out of you guys, but still they want to know what happened in that meeting out there. Um, Harry, speaking of not meetings, but something you've done personally, especially, I don't know of anybody in this town. I don't care. If I think you're a human LPR, all right? <laughs> You've been up and down the road there trying to keep track of, you know, parking trends downtown. And folks, I'm not kidding you. This man's been out at 1 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. You've seen parking trends downtown. I think the best assessment you made 
is Rome does not have, and I think Jay, you said the same thing. There's not a parking problem downtown, especially Sunday through Thursday. It's a busy Friday, Saturday night. It's a two-night deal. And we have a busy lunch crowd. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But a parking meter or a kiosk is not going to fix that. Um, you know, you, I went back and talked to Ann Culpepper and Frank Barron and, you know, some of the people who were downtown years and years ago. Um, and, you know, they, they were basically saying, yeah, it's a parking problem. You know, as long as we've got a parking problem, we've got a successful downtown. If we don't have a parking problem, we've got a, we've got a downtown problem. See, and that's the one thing I think people don't understand is that it's successful. How are we going to handle success? Right. And you've heard a lot of calls about different things. Jay, go ahead. No, that's I mean, that's been my point the whole time is that, and again, it, I did call myself, you know, disengaged, but, and it, it's been thrown up to me several times. They're like, well, how do you get to the, 8 p- I mean, how do we get to the 8 p.m. thing? I mean, Jay, you're the one that threw it out there. And we were in a work session and it was a parking work session that we were in. You know, this consultant that came in and we we're all sit around a table. As a DDA member, it's my job to participate in the work session. And um, I think on the table they had 10 p.m. And I said, I made the comment, I said, hey, if we're going to do this, then you know, why can't we do 8 p.m.? Why do we got to do 10 p.m.? That, that makes, to me, that makes no sense. And they said, okay, let's change it to 8 p.m. And we just talked through some things, you know, about, you know, I guess ideas and, you know, that we, people had opinions. This is what this would look like. This is what this would look like. And it got pretty serious in the meeting that I said, hey, this is something we're headed toward. Like, this is not just a, you know, this is an, a, an ideal work session. Like, the, they are forming a plan here to move to this. So immediately I did what I thought I should do and went out there and started talking to people and said, hey, this is what they're talking about doing. Do, do you like this? And everybody I spoke to was like, no. I mean, there was one, Brian Lieberman was one that, you know, he's a good friend of mine. He was all about it. He loved it. Thought it was the greatest plan ever. He was the only one that I talked to that was just 100% on board. There were a lot of them that said, well, I don't know, you know, I don't care, you know, it, 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 it sounds fine, you know, that kind of thing at the time. But then when it happened, you know, a couple months or a month ago, we seen what went on. But And I went back and said, hey, y'all, I can't support this. You know, I feel like that I'm elected to do, you know, to serve the kids of Floyd County Schools. I feel like as a DDA member, I'm a representative of my neighbors and customers. And no one I've talked to likes this. I can't vote for this. This this is not a good plan. This is I think this is going to be really bad. And if if you are going to do it, then we need to have a a great marketing plan to roll this thing out. It needs to be all about the free decks. It needs to be just the most colorful, positive thing that we could possibly do. And obviously, you've seen that we. I mean, it almost looks like we went into this with no plan. I mean, it was made a Facebook post. This is changing to this. And it exploded in her faces. And we, well, we the time is horrible. To drop that thing on May 20th when you have five high school graduations coming up a few days later, man, I'm, you still oh, yeah. think, like, you know, how did somebody miss that stuff? That's, that's been part of the problem with some of the implementation is, here as well. Yeah, and there, um, and I, I don't think there was any ill intent, you know, on that stuff. And, I, you know, I, I even go back to um, Sammy's meeting last week that he called. I had no idea. I mean, he just texted me and said, can I come meet? So I, I assumed it was just going to be me, him, and Patrick and to discuss DDA altogether and some of those things because they knew that I've been, you know, I've, I've been negative. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that. I've not really been myself over, over the last couple of months. And um, and I'm usually, I always try to be the supportive, you know, backer, you know, person. And it, it really has, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking that I find myself in the middle of this and I'm at odds with people that I really love and respect. So, you know, I don't, I think all intentions were very, very good for that meeting last week. I mean, because if it wasn't, he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't involve Harry because he knows Harry's been dead against it from day one. So I, I well, think he had great intentions of doing the right thing and getting some good feedback from all sides. i tell you, early on, you know, with 20 years of involvement in DDA, early on, this was, uh, this was a family feud to me. 
it was one of those, you know, your family feud you don't make public. You you try to go in there, you talk to people, tell them what you think. Don't you, know, you, you read try to, Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. You Smart know, so, man. Um, anyway, so I miss a lot of this stuff. I, I'm a lurker sometimes through my wife or daughter's uh, Facebook page, but I'm I'm not on Facebook. But, you know, early on I, I tried to talk to people and look at this from, you know, um, as a member. But then – when it hits and your association is with DDA and it's completely at, at odds with what your thoughts are, you know, you have to be vocal. I mean, it's the only way. Otherwise, you you know, you're, you're right along with it. And I'm not. So um, I tried to make it clear from the get go to DDA members, to uh, everybody on the parking committee, to city commissioners. I just, you know, directly with with those individuals, uh, what my thoughts were, um, you know, Apparently didn't carry a whole lot of weight, but um, no, no, that's a good point. That's what you're saying. And I mean, one thing Taylor will do. I'm going to ask this question. They'll take we'll take a break here. Um, Jay, you're saying you're being negative, and Harry, you're saying you're getting you know as a DDM, we're getting a little bit grief. But I think something that's come out in all of this stuff, especially since May 20th, has been who speaks for the customer. And you know, you both of you guys since the you know during these meetings and coming forward have made great points about that. Customers were upset. I mean, whether it's smoking, whether it's the teenage restrictions downtown, whether it's parking, whatever it is, people kind of said, and I think this, uh, you know, the mandate about new parking before graduation was the proverbial straw broke camel's back. Customers were upset. And downtown businesses, you guys are getting at full throttle from these upset people. What are you hearing, James, especially you guys? They're, um, when all that stuff hit, you know, from the school board side of things, you know, we jumped on board and, you know, and, Got the deck lease, you know, got all that stuff taken care of. I'm, I'm going to go into all the details about how all that stuff transpired. But, um, and I, I'm, I'm, he may not want me using his name, but there was, there was customers that said, hey, between the smoking and everything that's happened, I'm not coming back downtown no more. You know, you hear people all the time, they'll make, well, if they get elected, I'm moving to Canada kind of stuff. Like, and the Wilkins family, they left downtown. They were here every weekend, Friday and Saturday night. You've seen them. And I'll just use them as the only example. But there were several of those that said, I'm not coming back down there. I'm not fooling with this no more. And so I was seeing that firsthand. And um, you know one thing, I'm not trying, I'm not saying that they come out and recruited me to be the voice, but I got so many phone calls from people downtown, business owners that that walked down and saw me and said, Hey, Jay, we got to do something. This is bad. Our numbers are way down, you know, stuff. And it's true numbers. I mean, Wayne, you know, everybody knows that Wayne Wayne across the street at Jefferson is one of my best friends. You know, we were sitting there talking yesterday. What do you say? You were there, fifteen thousand dollars down. It was it was enough that to get his attention. The last the last two the last two months, they're down fifteen thousand bucks compared to the previous year, and and everybody across the board, most everybody is saying that. You know, especially the restaurant side of things, because used to, and you know, I'm, I I can't I'm, I say that all the blame is on you know this parking situation, but you look at the last month or so. Sunday through Thursday nights. I mean, Thursday nights used to be just a rocking night downtown, and there's just nothing, not a lot going on right now. I, I, sent, I sent Jay a picture last Thursday night. It was 1015 of the 300 block of Broad Street. There was not a single car on the 300 block of Broad Street at 1015 on a Thursday night. That's incredible. I said, I and said it's that's, summertime, right? that's not good. And it's summertime, we think there'll be more folks out. Maybe getting a late ice cream cone. Maybe getting, you know, late, whatever it is. That's what's kind of scary. All right, tell you what, we're going to come back take a quick break right here. We'll come back and talk more with Jay and Harry about downtown parking. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast. 
And welcome back to Hometown Headlines Podcast. We're talking about downtown parking, our first long-form podcast. Again, very uh, very grateful to have both Jay Shell, and Harry Brock here talking about downtown parking. Uh, during the break, we, you know, in radio we did it all the time, but, I mean, here I guess we can do it too. Uh, Harry, you made a real good point about, you know, the perception of what the problem is downtown ignored the most important component. Yeah, I think anybody that uh, was on the parking committee, the first thing that they'll tell you is we got a problem with employees and, and residents overstaying their time downtown. Um, I don't think the residents are a big problem. I've counted those cars. I mean, I know that the employees, it's a problem. Frank Barron said it was a problem. Um, he used an example, the manager, uh, I think it was Joel Levin, I think he said his name was, a manager at Esserman's. He said when he hired an employee, they'd stand out in front of the store and they'd look out at the street and point at the parking spaces out there. And he said, I want you to see those spaces right there are for our customers. If you're parked out there and our customer can't park there because you're you're parked there, you won't be working here. I mean, it's it's very clear. And if the if the uh, business owners had a good understanding of that and, and got those folks off the street, you know, I think this is a I think this is a big city solution to a small town problem. At the at the city commission meeting, we had somebody somebody came up to me and said, "Who drives so and so car?" And I said, "I don't know, but I can ask." So I found out. So I talked to the manager and I said, "You know, this person, somebody has pictures of their car being on Broad Street over a period of time." And uh, so that was last Monday. I haven't seen that car on Broad Street since then. You know, you can address those things. So we've got a parking. If if we know that we have an employee and a resident parking problem, if that's what we think it is, then why are we putting this off on the consumer? Good point, James. Same thing for you. I mean, you got you know you've had you've had larger staff, you have small staff, whatever. But you see how that works. Well, that's what we do. Is that we have their. Um you can lease the parking deck, the top floor, ten dollars a person, and basically what I've always did was I required you know the employee that you know I think we we buy the twenty five dollar initial hang tag and then it's ten dollars a month that we take out of their check that hey if you're going to work downtown or going to work for us I know Johnny's I think does it there's several restaurants that that do that just to keep them off the street and and have those same conversations with them is that you know if hey if Coach Horn's coming down for happy hour this afternoon he don't need to be parking you know six blocks up because you all are parked back here. And that's, and that's, that's the biggest key I think is, is getting the employees. And I, and I do think that this is, you know, a good side of this. A lot of the employers and business owners are realizing that. I mean, this kind of spiked that up and they said, Hey, you know, we got to keep them off the street because if not, this is what we're doing. I mean, this is, this is where we're headed because of this. And um, I think if we keep them off the street, get them into the decks, you know, off streets, wherever they can go, um, that that solves a tremendous amount of our problems. Yeah, That's that a pretty was, good deal, a $10 deal, by the way. That was one thing last year when this came up. I mean, um, every day my wife, after she uh, teaches aerobics, whatever, when she finishes up, she would come downtown and we would walk. We'd walk a couple of miles. Well, when all this came up, I thought, you know, okay, it's, it's 5.36, 6.30, but still we're taking up a spot downtown. She would just meet me at my office. She'd come down. We'd have two, you know, one or two cars on Broad Street. And I thought, you know what? There's no reason for us to be down there. All we got to do is park around here at the deck. You know, so it, it did open It opened my eyes. I think it opened a lot of people's eyes to say, look, we need to, you know, we're not abusing the system, but why do we need to be here anyway? I just park around the corner. Yeah. And and I tell you, I, I was out riding my bike down the street the other night, and uh, 
some guys who'd been out, they obviously you know, might have had a couple of drinks, but they said, hey, are you our Uber driver? You know, that's another thing I don't think we really, that we really think about. The way we move around is changing and has changed a lot. Uh, we had a class reunion a few years back, and, and we were going to go somewhere else, and, and uh, one of the persons said, well, what are you going to do, get a cab? You know, this is somebody who hadn't been in Rome. I said, yeah, you're going to get a cab. We're going to walk right out here, and I'm telling you, it's going to be, you know, sure enough, there's about three cabs out there. We get in, go where we want to go. You got Uber, you got Lyft. If, you know, if you look around, there's a lot of people traveling different ways. Uh, and our, our parking, one of the things that was brought up early on when all this came out is, you know, we've, we've got a congestion problem. We've got too many people. They're, they're circling the block. They're trying to find parking places. Our traffic count on the 200 block, which is our most popular block, our traffic count is down 30% from 1990. Now, I've asked people to try to figure out what that is. Wow. I, I don't understand. I can't figure that out. But obviously, we were more of a through, a, you know, through traffic yeah. at that time. Well, if you go back to 2010, we're still down 13% from 2010. So the idea that we've got a congestion problem because people are circling the block looking for a parking place, the data doesn't, doesn't show it. You know, the tra GDOT traffic counts don't show it. That's bizarre. I did not, I've not heard those numbers before. And you mentioned options downtown. And one I keep hearing brought up here, and one I'm hearing a lot from people who the Between the Rivers residents, they apparently can text that chariot thing and say, come pick me up at 501 3rd Avenue, go on down to a restaurant or bar or play, whatever it is, and text the guy back or the driver back, and they'll take him home. They give him a $5 tip or something like that. But, I mean, that's a pretty good little deal. We, I had family here for something at the forum uh, beginning of the year and called up, said, hey, we need somebody about this time. They showed up, picked them up, took them over there, said, look, we're going to finish up about this time. They showed up, picked them up, you know, drove them back. Uh, there's so many. I mean, we have a lot of great options. You know, the other thing, we're a pretty unique town. I mean, we're we're small town. I had a guy, there's a guy who lives in Connecticut that comes in that works in Rome. He's here about three days a week, two or three days a month. I saw him last night walking into Schroeder's and invited him over. And uh, anyway, he said, you know, this town is great. He said, this, this town, this is small town America. He said, this is great. This is the town that's been left behind with, you know, manufacturing leaving and, and all the issues related to that. He said, but I love this town. I love coming down here. I'd love to be able to talk my wife into coming down here when we retire, which we're getting close to. And uh, we're, we're a unique town. I mean, we're just a small town, but there are so many diff different things that we can do to not be just like everybody else. So when somebody tells me, you know, oh, we, we need to do kiosks like they have in Atlanta. You know, it's this park mobile system like they have in Atlanta. I don't want to be Atlanta. I mean, if I wanted to be Atlanta, I'd be in Atlanta. Uh, well, you know, so-and-so has it. Well, that, that's, not, that's not what I want to be. I think we can be something different and something better. You know, that chariot's great. Those chariots are great running up and down the street. The other thing is they're great ambassadors yep. for our town. You know, hey, can I give you a ride? How you doing? Where are you, where are you from? You know, they, if they do more than, than move people around, they're great ambassadors for downtown. Well, and the, kind of a segue off of that, Jay, you're feeling, you're seeing more as anybody else. Downtown runs become a destination. Oh, it is. I hear people coming to town 
specifically, and they hear, you know, you got a craft brewery downtown, and I'm not being Mr. Nice Guy here, but I'm, you know, you talk to DDA, other DDA managers, they'll tell you they get phone calls from Birmingham, from other parts of the country. Well, and that's that's one thing that, you know, the all the negativity we've been dealing with for the last month, a lot of you've lost focus about just how special downtown Rome is. When I, when I make statements and say, man, our downtown is, you know, one of, if not the best in the nation, I spent last weekend in Florence, Alabama. They got a great, you know, they got a great downtown. It was very, I, I love doing that. It kills my wife and kids because we go, anywhere we go, we travel. I'm like, no, we're not going to hit this Chili's right off. To, no, no offense to anybody at Chili's, by the way. But I, mean, I love Chili's. No, 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 they have mean. us on tap. I love Chili's. But <laughs> I look, I mean, I try to get off those spots off of the interstate and find the downtown and go to the mom and pop places because, yeah. yes, big time. Because that's one thing about it. You know, there's some chain restaurants now you know, on Broad Street that, that wasn't there 10 years ago. But they're owned by local people that are, you know, a lot of them are raised here. They all live here. They're good folks. You know, we all get along. I mean, it's, it's like a big, happy family of stuff out there. And um, we've kind of lost focus of how blessed we are with such a, a great downtown. And that's what we got to do. And that's what I'm hoping comes out of this thing Monday is, is that I don't think anybody at all is, has had bad intentions of trying to hurt business, trying to hurt downtown stuff. I think it's been a very unfortunate situation that we're in. But, and, but now's a chance to get out of this, you know, you know, punt, get things right, get everything back together, and get that good positive voice back out there again because perception is everything. Well, then the timing of that is critical. Next, you know, horrible segue here, but it's true. Um, you got a brand new competitor coming on here in about maybe what, 12 to 14 months. That's going to be East Bend over where the Kmart is. And I don't think people, including those in city administration, realize. You're going to put 20 to 28 new stores and restaurants over there with plenty of free parking. A friend of mine said recently, you know what? Make them put parking meters in front of uh, in front of East Bend there. It may make it a little competitive from downtown if we put meters downtown. But here, seriously, here comes East Bend. Harry, you lived here back then. You saw what the effect was of River Bend, wherever it was before it was River Bend Center. Um, and how that decimated downtown, you're going to have a new retail. You're going to have more restaurants. As we all know, any new restaurant in this town We'll pack it out for four to five, six months. That's going to really hit downtown. And then if you do all this parking mumbo-jumbo, I mean, you're giving people yet another reason to leave downtown. Well, if you look at our unemployment rate um, and you look at our tax base, you know, our, our sales tax, if somebody comes along and says, we're going to add X number of jobs and we're going to add X number of dollars to the tax base and we're going to add this to, to that, you know, that doesn't just appear. We have 0.7% growth in Rome. That that money just doesn't, you know, your disposable income didn't go up just because I showed up. Mine didn't. It just gets spent somewhere else. You know, maybe we do bring a few people in from adjoining counties. It's, it's not going to be it's not new money. It's just not all well, new money. And that's, it's not that's all what they're new pushing, employees. unfortunately, and people are buying it. But, I mean, you know, we want to keep – and there's a lot of money that does go down, down the highway. A lot right. of money does go down I-75. But you know what? You can put an Old Navy over there. You can put a Five Below over there. You can put a Panda Express over there. That's not going to keep people from leaving the county anyway. And I'm like you. I think it's going to be a money transfer, not a lot of new money. Maybe, you know, maybe some Tatugas or Polks or, you know, maybe some of the west side of Bartow County. But I don't see a lot of new money flood in here when that center opens up. Right. And and whatever it is, you know, you mentioned the Old Navy or, or whatever it is, it just makes you everywhere else. I mean, we don't want to be just everywhere else. You, you go up and down this Broad Street and we're unique. 
So uh, anything that, that, that makes us stand out from the next place, you know, when we bring, when a doctor, when they bring these doctors in here, you know, looking at the area, when we do economic recruiting, they don't take them to Mount Berry Mall. They don't take them to Riverbend Center. They bring them to downtown Rome. I mean, because that's, that's, this is where we're different. That's the shining light. Yep. Everything. And that's, and I'm, and I've said it several times in, you know, emails and publicly that the thing that worries me is, is that, you know, there's some of us that are taking it for granted that we're not going to lose the customers that we have. They're going, oh, it's downtown. Y'all, y'all going to be fine. They're not going to go down here. They're not going to go down there. And I'm going, I'm seeing it firsthand right now. There really are people that are leaving and not, they're going elsewhere. I mean, we are unique and it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to go to the East Bend you know, or go to TJ Maxx Shopping Center, wherever all that stuff is. There's plenty of other things to do in Rome, too. But we don't need to be taking it for granted. We need to be keeping on making it better and better and positive and positive, more consumer-friendly, because if it's a hassle, then they'll they'll go to these shopping centers. They, they don't want to be hassle. Folks want, want, they want to be as easy and friendly as possible about things, and that's kind of been my thought process and that's worried me the most about some of the direction that we're headed. Well, next question with that, and we're going to have our final questions here. We're getting a little bit long, which is great. Glad to have you all's time today. Um, with those people who have been maybe dissociated with the parking and the smoking, how do you bring them back? I mean, will this vote on Monday, the uh, what, the 10th here, June 10th, will the headlines coming off of that maybe be enough to maybe kind of, you know, take care of some of those wounds, or what do you think? I don't think so. I say no. I, I think the problem is – uh, we appear to be a divided group right now. And until we can become a unified group and everybody start rowing in the right direction, we're going to have issues. Um, we can get them back. It's, but just a vote Monday night, it, that, doesn't, that just doesn't turn the tide. We're going ha- to have to all get back together and say, look, this, this place is fragile. It was fragile in the 70s. It was fragile in the 80s. It's fragile today. We, we can't risk it. There's no place in this county that is more productive from a property tax standpoint on a price per square foot or a price per acre. No, no place that's more productive on sales tax, business license, alcohol fees. If you look at, if you look at this downtown area with, uh, on a price per foot, on a price per acre, you know, whatever, it's the most productive place that we have uh, in this county. And why would we not want to not only make it better, but certainly not put it at risk. No, good point, Jay. What do you think? That that's the thing we need. One thing is there's so much confusion. That's another thing that I've seen that a lot of people going. I don't even know what's going on, so I'm just avoiding the place. I think that you know I do think we can get them back. And Harry's right about you know it being fragile. Um, we all got to get on the same page. You know, our Levy's walking around with a petition right now. So far, it's been received very positive. Um, and if we can get everybody on the same page and, like you said, rowing the right direction, we can definitely get them back. We do need that positive stuff right now. And uh, you're going back to this as fragile stuff, of, say, in the 70s and 80s. One of the commissioners, I'm not going to say her name, but they at the last meeting made the statement about, you know, a lot of people worked hard on this. Let's go forward with it. You know, let's give this a try. Let's analyze it, see what we can do. You know, try it six, seven, eight, nine months. And, you know, one of the business owners next to me said, well, you know, what's the point here? I mean, what's going to be the deciding factor when we're all closed down? He said, because, Jay, I can tell you, if my next six, seven, eight, nine months are like this last month, I will no longer be in business. And I said, you know, you've got a great point. I mean, there, there's people genuinely very concerned about the direction we're headed. Well, they made a very – what was it, uh, Joan Brady? 
Yes. Oh, big time. Yes, yes. in a caucus. Uh, very, yeah, very passionate from her. And, it and, was. Uh, I, th- I think it carried a lot of weight with the commissioners. Yep. I, I think they, they really saw that. And, again, I mean, they're, they're, they're good folks. I think the biggest thing we need is I think Monday night could, you know, change a lot of people's feelings. And the stuff that we got to do a better job of, As and I'm a DDA member, so I'm talking about myself too, um, that we have got to get the information out there exactly what's going on. You know, if it, if they, they continue what we've got and, and vote this through, you know, it's 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. You have three, you know, three-hour parking, which you've, you've got an hour that you've never had before. And that's a positive thing for customers. Oh, yeah. you, you did get that extra hour. Um, but whatever we do, that we have to be a good force together for the majority of the, of the good for downtown Rome and communicate it very well in what we're doing. And we've not communicated very well, in my opinion. I haven't either. Um, but we've got to. We've, we've got to do that. Like these, no, good point. We have a chance now to get this right. And and if we do, I think that you know, that's going to be a good step in the right direction. I, th- right. I think the fallacy is that we can fix our parking problem downtown. You know, this place was built for horses and buggies. <laughs> it wasn't designed for cars. If, if we fix our parking problem, we have we've caused disastrous problems because I can tell you in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, our parking problem was fixed down here. But there wasn't anybody down here. Exactly. I could rip up and down through here on a bicycle like like an idiot, you know, and, and not cause problems with anybody because there wasn't anybody down here to bother. It's amazing. You know, and it's one more thing that, I, you know, one of my goals was that, you know, years ago, and then and it's kind of been chaos. It's been a little bit of a pain, you know, pain in the neck. They got the curfew and stuff now, though. But when I opened up in, what was that, 2009, you couldn't hardly see a kid in sight. You know, even then, there was not a whole lot of stuff going on in the last 10 years. And I'm not trying to take credit for what's happened to me. We've got, gosh, I mean, so many great things and great people that have made it happen. But now, you know, I always thought, I want this to be the cool place that when my daughter, you know, is 16 years old, that she wants to be downtown. Like, that she don't want to be at the mall. You know, they don't want to be at the mall getting dropped off, that they want to be downtown. And that's one factor that has showed me that we've done a good job, that we've got a great downtown because on Friday nights, Madeline, don't say, let's go to the skating rink. Let's don't go to the mall. She wants to be on Broad Street because, you know, and I think all the kids do. And that tells me that we've done something right, that we're appealing to people in their 70s and 80s, all the way down to 16-year-olds that want to be on Broad Street. Uh, I, I heard, I was listening to a podcast this morning that said something I thought was pretty interesting. It said, when you're a kid, everything's huge. It's great. It's big. It's, you know, exciting. You know, it, it's just magnified because you know, of your scale of things. Um, when a kid experiences a downtown and all the positive aspects and how great it is, that carries through for a lifetime. So sometimes you have issues. If you lose a generation, sometimes you you miss out on more than, you know, the, the time frame stretches out, you know. So I think it's great that, that kids come down here. They, they're down here having an ice cream. You know, they're, they're doing whatever because that positive aspect of downtown is something that they'll always remember because it was, it was bigger than life for them at that time. You know, you come back and you're like, wow, I, I thought this place was a whole lot bigger than that. But anyway, I thought that was just kind of interesting yeah, it is. observation in that podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll close on this thing. Um, I belong. I grew up in Cocoa Beach area in central Florida. And you know, every Facebook, every community has got a Facebook page now. I remember, you know, Cocoa Beach win or Cocoa Rockledge win. And you know what's most, for me, the most emotional photos are looking in downtown Cocoa, which, you know, has been, it's actually kind of like Broad Street is now. Even back then, the State Theater, 
You knew where the counter was, where you got your Cokes and that kind of stuff. You went shopping with your parents, you know, kind of stuff and all. And you read these things and you get nostalgic about it. Right. And then, you know, right. and when, when you get back to for a visit, you want to go on downtown, see how it's changed and all. But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, those memories that end up, we chase away a generation. Thank God so far we're not. I mean, the kids are mine. My son loved hanging out down during his, you know, his high school years. They loved coming downtown Friday and Saturday nights. You know, go to the coffee shop, go to the ice cream place, go get whatever it was, and I'll get something to eat. So all good points there. Guys, I want to thank both of you guys for your time today. I mean, you guys have been hyperactive on this thing, doing good things, doing it. You know, folks, this is not about egos. It's about your customers. It's about people you know. And, you, you know, if I agree with both of you what you just said here about, you know, this thing can come back together again. Maybe Monday night, you know, with the if things go the way, you know, I'm going to say we hope editorializing that goes. Maybe things will start turning around down there. That's for darn sure. Want to thank Jay Shell. Want to thank also Mr. Harry Brock for being here talk today, talking about this. It's our first podcast, our first long-form podcast. You had a chance, drop us a line. You know how to reach us. Let us know how it goes. Want to thank also the folks here at Brand Red for letting us borrow their uh, great production facilities. We hope to do more of these things. Let us know your opinion on that. Jay, Harry, guys, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition.